This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Another NFL week is complete, which means it's another week to freak out about your favorite team. Which takes are truly crazy. But sometimes a game can be so bad, it's almost good. You know what I'm saying? And which are so crazy, they might be right. He's 6'5", he's 245 pounds. He's probably a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. Zach lets you know in this week's edition of Overreaction or Proper Reaction. All righty, Hickster. Show me what you got. We can't start anywhere, Zach, but here. Break them up. The Arizona Cardinals got their first win of the season. They've been a plucky, scrappy team All three games have had a lead in the fourth quarter for what most people thought, yours truly included here, would be the worst team in the NFL. But now they sit at 1-2 and on the season after taking down the previously undefeated Dallas Cowboys. So, overreaction or proper reaction? The Arizona Cardinals will win at least five, five games this season. I'm going to say it's an overreaction. I like what Jonathan Gannon has done through the first three weeks of the season. But what your schedule is also does matter. And you look at their schedule the rest of the way. Tell me where they're getting four more wins. They're at San Francisco Sunday. When? Then, then they... <laughs> All righty. Bengals. At the Rams. All right, the Rams could be a win. At the Seahawks. Ravens. At the Browns. Falcons. At the Texans. Rams again. At the Steelers. San Francisco again in division at the Bears, the Eagles, and the Seahawks. Like, if you're looking, you know, maybe they, they pull the upset against the Seahawks one of those times, but you play the Rams twice, you play the Bears, um, you play the Texans. It's like those four games, you got to win all of them to get to five. Only lose one and then win one that you're not supposed to win, but you just got the win that you weren't supposed to win up against the Cowboys. Ultimately, I just think the lack of talent shows them to maybe get close to the number five, but not totally there. Like, they'll probably get four wins, I would say, this season. So I will go overreaction there. All right, Monday night, last night, the Bengals got their first one of the season and taking down the Rams. They sit now at one and two. The rest of the division in the AFC North, all two and one. Steelers, Browns, and um, and the Ravens as well. So overreaction or proper reaction? The Bengals. We'll still win the AFC North. Yeah, I'm going to go proper reaction, even though the Joe Burrow injury scares the living you-know-what out of me. The Browns, I know they won and they dominated Tennessee, but Tennessee stinks, if we're just being fair. Um, I like that defense a lot. I still don't trust Deshaun Watson. 
and now Nick Chubb is out for the season. The Ravens, the Ravens just don't know what their identity is on offense. Like, they're telling you they want to throw the ball more, but then when it comes to a crucial spot, you know they're going to run the ball with Lamar Jackson. Everyone keeps on getting injured there. Like, they'll probably make the playoffs. But then you look at the Steelers, it's like they were horrible against the 49ers. They give them credit. They beat the Browns. They beat the Raiders. But it's not like the Browns and Raiders are these two great football teams. And you look at the Steelers, they have a great defense. But offensively, I do believe it's going to be a roller coaster ride with Kenny Pickett this year. And, you know, Pickens is good. Frymuth is good. Like, they got some talent on that team. But I'll still go back to the Bengals as long as Burrow is upright, which is a big if. I, I think this team's going to be three and two after five weeks. So then it's going to be a totally different conversation from where it was last week and then where it is after getting their first win of the season last night in a sloppy one up against the Rams. Coming off their 70-point performance over the Denver Broncos on Sunday, the Miami Dolphins, no surprise, lead the NFL in points per game scored through the first three weeks, averaging 43.3 points per game, almost two touchdowns greater than right now the Bills, who are second at 30 points per game. Now, the NFL record for highest points per game in a season is held by, can you guess? The team? Oh, the 07 Patriots. Of course. No. 1950 Rams. Oh. 38. I remember 8. that year. That was a good year. They were great. Their their quarterback and that, that running game, let me tell you, was elite. Let me tell you. The I was watching those games with Holtz and uh with with also Lee Corso, and we were sitting there saying, Oh, we're gonna all go after uh the Washington State coach and Dickard, and then eventually uh Ryan Day all those years later, even before those guys were born. Those I'm young sure whippersnappers. When Lou was like five years old and Corso was six and you sit next to him, you said, you know what? These two guys, they're gonna be great head coaches one day in yeah. college football. I know it. Of course. Thirty eight That was nineteen fifty, you said? Nineteen fifty. They were nine and three and they lost the championship game. Oof. According Oof. to uh, pro football reference. Hopefully that's right. Well, you know, it wasn't because of their offense. Thirty eight point eight points per game right now is the team record for a season. So overreaction or prop reaction, Zach, the Miami Dolphins will break the season points per game record right now, currently held by the 1950 Rams. One more time. What was that uh, score? What Rams 38.8 points per game. Right now, the Dolphins are at 43 points per game. Aided, of course, by a 70 spot. Well, the, uh, the 1950 Rams, they also had a 70 spot. Wow. They beat the, the Baltimore Colts. 70 to 27. The next week, they they beat the Lions 65 to 24. Break them up? How'd they lose the championship that year? Jeez. They lost to the Cleveland Browns. 30 to 28. Is that Otto Graham? Red Grange? I think so. The Ghosts. I I don't know if Red Grange played for the Browns, but Otto Graham, I definitely know it did. I would assume that, yeah, it was Otto Graham. Um, What are you, Mad Dog Russo now? You taking gummies as well? Red Grange, that's just a, like an old school guy who's played in the 20s or 30s. Maybe college football more than NFL, I don't even know. But you taking gummies now? That what you're doing is you're giving us a history lesson. No, I'm just I'm just trying to I'm just trying to sound smart and throwing out names that I think I know. Yeah. That's all. Red Grange, by the way, is the most football looking player of all time. Interesting. I mean, uh, With those old leather helmets. Oh, now we're talking. Yeah. He I guess played, they had leather, right? He played for the Chicago Bears, the New York Yankees, and then the Chicago Bears again. Wow. I guess the Yankees. From 1925 have... to 1934, according to our friendly uh, our friends over at Wikipedia on a quick search. Because okay. that's a reliable source. Almost 100 years ago. Can, can I send you, though, this photo here of Red Grange? Sure. 
Good old red. I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly drop it to you. Hold on. Oh, come on, my fat fingers are getting in the way here. And I can also just, if you want, look it up myself. To no, save time. but that's not fun. I want the instant reaction. Well, I'm just gonna type it in right now. No, no, don't okay. ruin it. I'm not typing anything. Type it in. Type it in. Type it. Okay. Type oh, it, yeah, type yeah. It. Make sure you go to his Wikipedia page. Good old red. Red Grange. When do you think he died, by the way? Uh, 1940. If you're gonna say 1934. It was, dude. 1940. I look good. That'd be chopping off a bunch of years. He died in 1991. Interesting. He lived to 87. He does look like a guy that would be portrayed in a movie about 1920 leatherheads. But there he is. That is an iconic football photo. Good job. Anyway, what was the question here again? Uh, The the (laughs) Dolphins will surpass the record held by the 1950 Rams and have the highest point per game total in NFL history for an entire season. And they're currently at what? The Dolphins right now are currently at 43 points per game. Mm-hmm. The record, 38.8. Ah. I don't know. Scoring 39 points per game is pretty damn tough. Who's slowing down Tyreek Hill? Who's slowing down Jalen Waddle? Can I, can I answer that question? Who's slowing down Tyreek Hill? Sure. Probably himself. Well, as long as he doesn't go any fishing trips during the bye week. Did you also see what he said today, what he wants to do after his career? Oh, no, I did not. Now, I got to make sure that this is real before I. That's true. Twitter now is the, the misinformation. You thought it was great before. It is at an all time high now. I saw a tweet today. It was from Dove Kleiman, right? Dove Kleiman's not going to get caught by, by AI. Well, you well, you would think. He's also just an aggregator that has to be first on it. So. All right. C- can I just say what Dove Kleiman then said? Sure. There's a video of Tyreek Hill today. Dove Kleiman wrote, Is Tyreek Hill serious? Tyreek, when I retire, bro, I really want to be a porn star. Very serious. You think I got that? He was on with Mike Evans, who was speechless, and eventually said, nah, I mean whatever you want, bro. You put the AI in my head, so I'm not going to jump to conclusions just yet, but I will say not that surprising from Tyreek Hill. Now, Barstool's also running with it. Not surprising. You got multiple people running well, with it. Well, I will. everyone ran with the Brian Ferentz thing. That like there that was all over the internet, so that's not like people knew right away, oh, this is an AI fake Everyone got got. I don't know who was the, the whistleblower. I don't know how eventually it was found out it was fake. But a lot of people believed it before it turned out to be not real. Yeah, I'll go over reaction on this one. Okay. Dang. Hope we can get some history here. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of history. Tyree Kill may be doing a lot of scoring, though, after his playing career, according to what he wants to do. That is true. He may break the record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that by himself. Coming to a theater near you, Mia Khalifa and Tyree Kill. <laughs> Holy cow. Who, who's um, the, the, the famous porn star that does the, the fantasy football show now? Oh, oh. Who used oh, to be in these studios? Uh, Lisa Ann. Yes. Lisa yes. Ann and Tyree Kill. Fantasy football insiders. <laughs> CBS Sports Radio's next show. Fantasy <laughs> football <laughs> in more than one way. Eye on fantasy football. <laughs> A lot of eyes will be on that. That is for sure. Eye on the end zone. What people do not have eyes on after Sunday is the Denver Broncos. Who stink? 0-3, defense can't stop a nosebleed. Offense cannot get anything going consistently here. 0-3 again in the Sean Payton, Russell Wilson-led era. So overreaction or proper reaction, Zach? The Broncos won't win five games this season. Ooh. I'm going to say proper reaction. They're really bad. And you know, when you go through a game like that where you lose 70-20, to 20, it's not just because you're bad. It's also because you quit. Like, if you're an NFL team and you have a pulse, you should not be allowing 70 points in a game. That's a video game type of score. So, uh, two weeks ago, Hickey, before the season, you said 12 wins. 
Then after week one, you said 12 wins. After week two, he even said 12 wins. I think you went down to 11. I was going to say, after the week one loss, I said, okay, I'll go from 12 to 11. Okay. So you're at 11 going into this week. That's right. So after two losses, you start 11. Can you do win-loss with me here? Sure. At the Bears. I mean, I'm going to say win here. Should be a win. I'm going to say win. The Jets after that. I'm also going to say win. Wow. Jets stink. I know, but come on. At least they have heart. I get it, but in mile high, Zach Wilson, good luck. That's a Nathaniel Hackett revenge game, though. Well, well, I'll say this. I'm being dead serious. You know I've been a Champagne defender. There's no way they're winning both those games. If Nathaniel Hackett with Zach Wilson at quarterback goes in in Denver, I don't care if the score is 2-0 and you win on safety. If you lose that game, retire. Retire on the spot. You cannot lose to the guy you called out on when Zach Wilson is his quarterback. Cannot do it. At Kansas City. Loss. Green Bay. Loss. I mean, they stink right now. Kansas City. Loss. Oh, but hold on. Can you give a little love to the Packers? Packers have played well. No, no, no. Not the Packers. No, no, I know, but the you Broncos. said, oh, like you hesitated. Like, oh, uh, the Broncos well, stink I mean, right now. Like, like that's the Packers have the lit Packers. it up. I mean, they blew a 13-point lower, 12-point lead to the Falcons. Well, they They're dominated down 17 the Bears. Nothing, well, who's not dominating the Bears right now? The Broncos. <laughs> That's, well, we'll see. If they can't dominate the Bears, then we're really in trouble. By the way, we were, I was also very close to saying, I said Vikings-Chargers 31-31 tie in overtime. We almost got that this weekend. Almost. Maybe almost. we predict another tie this week. Bears and Broncos. Can we get Al Michaels on the call for that one this week? Honestly, I would pay a lot of money to have him off Thursday night for that one. All right, so going into the bye, after, you know, uh, Kansas City, Green Bay, Kansas City. Then you go into the bye. They only have two wins, according to yes. you. Yes. And that's you being benevolent. At the Bills. Loss. Vikings. I'll say win. Vikings. Really? No, but the Vikings at least put up points. Well, that's if even Kirk Cousins is on the team by that point. Uh, he will be. He's not getting traded. Browns. Loss. At the Texans. Win. You have about four wins already. At the Chargers. Loss. At the Lions. Loss. Patriots. Win. You're a jackass. Chargers. Patriots are not good. Win. And the Broncos are? No. But they'll win that game. At least the Patriots show pulse in these games. And they will definitely split against the Chargers, without a doubt. So you you have another win here? Yes. And then at the Raiders. Win. They'll get revenge. You have them at seven wins. So where you were a few weeks ago when you said, oh, yeah, that means nothing. But it really showed your true uh, heart. And your true colors before going back up to that erroneous number 11. You still think this team's getting to seven wins? Seven and ten is not a good season. There's no way. I had this team five. sucks. I'm a 12 and five. Yeah, and what are you? We need to drug test you. Look, they are bad. They suck. That schedule Their offense is sucks. Not... Their defense sucks. The coach sucks. They all suck. And you think this. You just can't help yourself. No, but listen, you need to I'm go to Broncos rehab. Emotionally detached. I was honestly emotionally detached going into this game because I no, knew they're not, not going to beat the Dolphins. So I already started talking about Sean Payton being the biggest disappointment through three weeks. The season's over. Seven. So I've like I have already ripped up the 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 ticket, if you will, and thrown in the garbage the Broncos to the playoffs. So I have no reason like them winning seven games does me no good. There's no chance. There's a better chance I'm dating Taylor Swift by the end of the year. They will not. Then the Broncos they'll winning seven figure games. It out. No, they in won't. In the sense that, again, they'll get to seven wins. That's not There's exactly no way any they get sort of accomplishment. Wins. There's no chance okay. they get to seven. They're already 0-3. There's no way. There's a better chance that you never make a wrong prediction again than the wow. Broncos getting to seven wins. Wow. Continue. All right. You're let's, an embarrassment. Let's go from bad to worse here. That's Zach Wilson. Ufa. He's been bad. You have legend, legendary Jets quarterback Joe Namath on the radio 
Cohen, Zach Wilson be traded and Ben saying it's disgusting watching him play. Teammates are fighting now on the sidelines in part because how bad Zach Wilson has been. Robert Sala has been calm and said he's the best guy that gives us the best chance to win. They did make a big move today, quarterback-wise, the Jets did, signing Trevor Simeon to the practice squad. So, overreaction or proper reaction? Zach Wilson will start at least three more games for the Jets this season. They play the Chiefs, they play the Broncos, and they play the Eagles. Just the next three or the rest of the season? Rest of the season, he'll get at least three more starts. I, I know that I shouldn't use logic with the Jets. I'm going to go overreaction there. I, I think this is it after after Sunday. Sunday Night Football, primetime NBC. They're going to get embarrassed by the Chiefs. I, I, I think that's going to be the end for Zach Wilson. Maybe because they could make a big-time move. You know the Minnesota Vikings right now, 0-3 on the season. After their season, uh, or after the game against the Vikings, uh, against Chargers. the Chargers, was lost with an interception thrown in the end zone in that game. And now, the free agent quarterback and Kirk Cousins set to be a free agent after the season. Overreaction or proper reaction, the Vikings will trade Kirk Cousins. No, they won't. That That is a overreaction. I think it's going to be too difficult to get a deal done from now into the deadline where the salary is for Kirk Cousins. I don't see it happening. And finally, we've buried the lead long enough. Biggest story from the NFL, week number three. Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Yes, T-Sizzle was in the box cheering on, I guess, now her new boo in Travis Kelsey. Watch him score a touchdown. I mean, I'm going to assume they're dating. Let's just go into the premise that at least exclusive for the most part. Pause here. Sure. If you're not dating her, why would you let her go to the game, sit next to your mother in the in the Travis Kelsey suite? Like, come on, they're dating. And all these people that are just trying to get clicks today saying, oh, they're, they're not a thing, like... If you want to say, like, he hasn't been like, oh, you want to be my girlfriend? Okay, whatever. They are going on dates. Oh, they yeah. are romantically invested in one another. They're a couple right now. They are. You can call them. Whatever you want to call them, they are obviously together, right? So let me ask you this. Overreaction or proper reaction? They will be a couple. Now, I guess we got to figure out a new power couple name, but Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift will still be an item by playoff time. I'm going to say proper reaction. Wow. You want to okay. know why? Why is that? I didn't listen to you yesterday. I was off for a Yom Kippur. But were you pushing this nonsense again, saying that you still wouldn't date Taylor Swift because there's too much? Um, She's too popular. There's yes. too, yeah, there's too many people I would go there. on a date or two without a doubt because that is sick brag for myself. If I could say oh, I went yeah. on a few dates with Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. But in terms of her being my actual girlfriend, you're in a fishbowl. You're basically Who in jail. Cares? You can't do anything. No, thank you. You can Stop. You're ridiculous. She had to, did you see the video? She apparently ex, uh, had to sneak out of the not laundry in the popcorn. box. You don't believe that. In the that. popcorn machine. You don't actually believe that. That was oh, not of her. course. That was not I her. watched a 60 Minutes episode with Kenny Chesney. You know how they got Kenny Chesney around his concert? They put him in a luggage cart and walked up and down through people. Stop. It makes all the sense in the world she if was, you are that she popular. She was not in the pop. There was no security around the popcorn. Me, because no one expects her to be in there. That's Please. why you put them. If there was security was in there, the people are like, oh, why is there five security guards around what we think is a popcorn no. maker? That makes no sense in the world. No. You make it, no. you put no security so you don't bring any attention to it because people still think, oh, there's Clint at the suite. She's still in there. I'm going to wait to see her. And then, boom, there goes, what? there she goes. What's that above your head on the ceiling right there? I'm not going to look. It says gullible right there. Oh, my. Oh, Hickey just looked. Oh, wow. Jeez, you really believe that nonsense? How do you think she gets out of a, a crowded area? There's probably some back elevator in those suites, and they go right down to the, no, the bottom floor. No, there's no floor. back elevator. It's yes, a stadium. There, no, but in the suites, 
You go to any suite, there's an elevator right on the suite level. So you put a key in the elevator, and they take you all the way down to the tunnel. And people were what? Right where the suites are. People at other suites, no, I'm sure, no, heard they she weren't was on there. Suite, they weren't on suite level. They were where she would come down the escalator or come down the entrance of the suite right there. I'm telling you. I know I'm thinking I'm about telling you, like you. She don't. was in the popcorn machine. She was or not. she was in the popcorn holder, whatever you want to call it. Please. Too much popularity. You don't think they're going to last as a couple, right? Uh, no, I do. I hope I'm rooting for them. I hope they make oh, it. Oh, well, then uh, what was the question here? Overreaction, proper reaction? Playoff time. Chiefs fans better hope. Well, yeah, it's not going to happen. Well, imagine hope Travis is not distracted. Well, that's the thing. If she breaks up with them right before playoff time, it's one thing getting over a relationship, but then you have all the Swifties going after you, basically telling you that you suck and you're the reason why she broke up with you. Chiefs fans, worst nightmare. <laughs> we could be talking about the end of the dynasty because of Taylor Swift. So just remember that for those cheering on the relationship now, enjoy it. Again, I'm rooting for it. Yeah. But come January, if you wonder why Travis is now dropping a few balls, you'll know why. What if I told you the Kansas City Chiefs dynasty ended because there was a breakup song with Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift breaking up the Chiefs featuring ESPN's 30 for 30? I mean, is it crazy? You got the curse of the Billy Goat, right? That that haunted the Cubs for all those years. <laughs> and who's the other guy? Bartman? Remember yes. him? Yeah, with, and he was part the, of the, you know, the headphones. Yeah, Bill Buckner and the, the Red Sox curse, <laughs> curse of Babe Ruth. Curses, they're a real thing. So why not have the curse of Taylor yeah. Swift? Next 100 years, no Super Bowls for the Chiefs. Jeez, 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 jeez. Can we try to roll you through the studios this week with a, in a popcorn machine? I think there's a popcorn machine around here somewhere. I wouldn't fit in that, in that actual. You know, I needed the big one that Taylor Swift has. She was not in the popcorn machine. She was in there. I'm telling you, she, if you are famous like that, you have to have... Smart ways to get out of a crowd. I'm telling quickly. you. Quickly. She was in the, the ele- they walked out the elevator from the suite right there, and they put the key in the elevator. It bypasses all the stops, and then boom, you're right in the tunnel. And then what, how about that suit that Travis Kelsey was wearing? That was ugly. Swag Daddy. Nah, that was ugly. You didn't I, like that? Oh, I like that. I like Travis Kelsey a lot. I'm a big fan of Travis Kelsey. I thought that was a putrid looking suit. He is someone who has a lot of swag. I trust his fashion. Did you have a problem with them not holding hands, by the way? Like, if they're an actual couple, you, you think they're walking around in the tunnel like you like holding hands, right? I Again, I don't think they're an actual dating couple just yet. I think it's still new. Just going on dates? Yes. Like, that was, All like, right. one of those, like, the girl, you know, you kind of are crushing each other. She goes to the game. You score a touchdown. Again, outside of them being super famous, where she's sitting in the luxury box and not the stands like in a high school movie, mm-hmm. I think it's one of those high school crushes right now. I'm hearing wedding bells. You sit next to Mama Kelsey, who's the real story here. Two Hall of Fame sons and... Rubbing elbows with Taylor Swift. I, I think you got to go get a ring already. Wait, see Mama Kelsey's uh, reaction. So next to Taylor Swift. What What about it? Didn't Didn't look too pleased. What do you mean? Taylor Swift screaming, let's effing go. Oh, stop it. Smashing the glass. D- Donna Kelsey's a saint. She and knows Mrs. She- Kelsey just is clapping. Does she's, not seen even two look- su- she's seen three Super Bowl victories between her saying, two sons. I'm just saying, you think like, oh, like, she I'm going to celebrate my game. son's touchdown no, with no, no. now his maybe soon-to-be or brand-new girlfriend. Instead, she's just like basically looking like, someone get me out no, of here. I- I someone will, save I me. I will allow you to spew a lot of dumb takes. You do it all the time. You are not having any takes with Mama Kelsey. Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You're listening to the Zach Gelb Show. All righty, Zach Gelb Show, CBS Sports Radio. I have to talk to a sane person right now after last segment. Marco Belletti is here. Marco, I have three questions for you. So before the start of the season, Hickey said the Broncos were going to win 12 games. That's clearly not going to happen. <laughs> um, I've even said I thought his takes about the Broncos this year are more embarrassing than his takes about the Broncos last year. He predicted them to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl and Nathaniel Hackett be a top three uh, coach in the coach of the year uh, rankings. So how many games do you think now, like if you just had to give me a number here that the Broncos are, are going to win the rest of the, of the way after losing 70 to 20 to the dolphins and they're Oh, and three, five Hickey went to seven, like seven wins with this team. I think that's crazy to me. Yeah. I, I mean, I, th- I thought I was giving them the benefit of the doubt at five to be fair. Um, you want I got, to give you the schedule real quickly. Uh, I mean, I know their division's obviously mm-hmm. difficult. I don't know what's outside of the division. They play the Bears and the Jets the next two weeks. Okay, so you could get two wins there. You could Kansas City, Green Bay, Kansas City, Buffalo, Minnesota, Cleveland, Houston, the Chargers, the Lions, the Patriots, the Chargers, and the Raiders. There's not a lot there. I mean, again, you're looking at yeah. anywhere from three to five. And not only that, you got to beat all those easy teams, and that's not a, a given thing, like that they're going to definitely beat the Bears, beat the Jets, you know, beat the the Texans if, if you want to go through some of those teams because of the fact that the Broncos don't get the benefit of the doubt. Let's put it this way. I think you got a better shot at everything imploding between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. Can mm-hmm. Really, I mean, you think it's bad yeah. now? It could get to the point where Payton's already given you little hints of trying to get him out of town and putting everything at the feet of Russell Wilson. This is going to be a power struggle that's going to be to the end of the year, and Wilson will probably lose because now the Broncos have put all their chips in the Sean Payton Well, basket. yeah, and, and it's a cycle, right? Russ got the Nathaniel Hackett card last year. Okay, now we bring you in a guy that is a coach that's well-respected. And a now, Super Bowl and, winner who you claim you wanted. And let's be real. People are going to start pointing the finger at Sean and saying, well, how good of a coach are you actually? Real quick, which is why he's throwing the, the blame already at the feet of Russell Wilson. You're mm-hmm. already getting it. 
that's going to be a, a disaster of a relationship. Yep. And, and you know what? I don't know why he took this job. I, I know it's the money and all that. But you looked at how much of a disaster they were. You were going to be the number one name on the market. I know you wanted to go to the Chargers, and the Chargers didn't open up. There was some talk that maybe go to the Cardinals, but I think that was a lot of smoke, and, and it wasn't actual uh, uh, factual information. I think it was just things that were being tossed out there. It just shows you that these coaches, they get addicted. That's all Where Sean didn't have a quarterback anymore. He realized that. He said, okay, I'll stay in New Orleans for more year, then I'm going to leave. And then, all right, I do TV. You were good on TV. Comfy job. You only work one day a week. And you left just because it was the first job that was offered to you, mm-hmm. he could have waited a year and had his pick of, of anywhere again the, the next year where the jobs could have been more attractive. Well, there's two things. One, he wanted to coach. He knows the longer you're yeah. out, the more difficult it is. I'm sure that was part of it. Plus, he want, he had the itch. The other part of it is we would have said two years ago, wait a year, you got the pick of any job you want. And that's not what happened. Not the pick of every job. Not he wasn't the number one guy for everybody on the market but that was looking for coach last year. Jobs. I like, get what it. Other jobs were, were really I, great out there. Well, Not I mean, even the Cardinals didn't look like they had any interest in Sean Payton. So let's okay. be fair. He didn't have his pick. Now, one more year, again, you're further away. Maybe somebody would have been desperate. Would he have had the first choice? Maybe not. Let me throw this scenario out there to you. Would you rather have the Broncos job now or if I tell you a year from now? I know this is a difficult game to play. He could go to Chicago where they'd probably give him control of the entire organization and you could have the number one pick in the draft, and then you have another top five, top ten pick because they made the trade with the Panthers when they were in one last year, and you get to get some capital back trading Justin Fields. It's like, I'd rather start from nothing than just Uh, bad contracts with the Broncos in a division, by the way, where you're going up against Mahomes. Yeah, there is also the idea that, and this is something that coaches really look at, and the one thing that we kind of forget because not in the building, Mm -hmm. Stability with the ownership. I know they just transferred yeah. over, but the Bronco organization and they figure with the new ownership as well that there is stability and there's solid ground and there's a there's a workplace environment that you want to be a part of because they have a culture there that's been a good one. And that's something to a lot of coaches that's important to them that they want to make sure that they they walk into something that's stable. The Bears, the last thing that they would look at is a stable organization right now. And that's something that's been a long time coming. So as much as we think sometimes, almost like on the video game level, well, if I got the number one pick and I get a quarterback and I could get the roster I want, they look at it as instability inside the building could derail this thing before I even get a chance to put a product on the field. Now, I know it's a totally different stage of his career. But when he went to the Saints, the Saints weren't this stable organization. They were a laughing stock of the league, and he made his magic work there. Now, Fair. it's a little bit different when you're a little bit older and you accomplish all you want where you probably do value the stability. Uh, again, when you're pick, picking your first job, no. When you're picking where you want to be for your career and taking the money and trying to figure out, that's the a lot of things. Nine, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of situations where guys, when it's not their first job, they back off and you go, well, what's the problem? You got the number one pick or you got a young quarterback, and it's like, You don't realize that they look at it and say, I know the entire workplace environment is a crumbling mess, and I'm going to walk in, and I can't fix that. And then it's going to get pinned on me. I'm not dealing with that. I'd rather go someplace where it's a good environment that I'm walking into. Would you not want to date Taylor Swift because there's too many people following you around all the time? Would you say, Taylor, I'm good. I'm not going to date you because of how many people follow you on on a daily basis. Now, this is assuming that I was a single man. Correct. Oh because, yes. I mean, oh, uh, full I, I disclosure. Mean, let, let's, Marco is happily married. Let's, let's throw has that out. Three there. beautiful kids. You know, if the Belletti family is listening we'll right see. now, this is not Marco is coming home right. tonight I mean, and Daddy's leaving to go right. date Taylor I'm, Swift. If I, you were, I don't need that. If you were twenty. 
four-year-old. Uh, how old is Taylor Swift, by the way? It doesn't matter. Yeah. You could pick whatever age you want. It yeah. doesn't matter. Let's um, say you were single, Marco Belletti. When, when did you get married? Uh, 12 years ago. Okay. So let's say, you know, Marco's sitting there at 25, Taylor Swift comes calling. Let me ask, let me, let me preface this. We're mm. talking about dating or we're talking about looking for Taylor Swift for me to be giving her a ring at some point in my life. What, there's a difference. Like, yeah, what, like, what are we talking? You, you guys are dating and there's a chance that maybe one day you guys are walking down the aisle. I do like, uh, probably not. Why? Not my style. Dude, I don't want that. So Hickey said the same thing. I don't want that. He goes, she's too famous to date. I look, yeah, probably. I mean, look, I wouldn't want on the private jets everywhere. I get all that, and I know that there's a million 22. perks and all that. I'll be fair, and I, you guys have known me for a long time. Mm. Can you see me in yeah. front of cameras twenty four seven, where I can't even go to you know Seven Eleven without getting hat? No, it's not. It doesn't fit me. I will say, you would make the out the outfits that you wear yeah. very popular. Yeah. All guys around the nation would start dressing up like they're lumberjacks. That's great. You know what? Belletti wear can be worn anywhere Belletti you want. Wear. That's fine. Bodies by Belletti. That's not. <laughs> it doesn't fit my personality that we would actually be able to function because I would be like I would be at my wits end all the time. All day long, all okay. day. Every day. We can't do anything. We can't go anywhere. We got, and I would be like we're not leaving a house. And she was like, well, we got to go somewhere. I don't want to go anywhere. All these people are following us. We're either sitting in the house. Let's order some taken. I'm not going nowhere. I would be a mess. It wouldn't be good for her. It wouldn't be good for me. It wouldn't be good for anybody. Okay. Marco, you've done a good job selling that. Uh, you got to know your limitations. Know your limitations. That is not something that I would be comfortable with. And finally, entertain me here with the poll question tonight. Give me your answer here. Between these three teams, who's the best team in the NFL right now? Eagles, 49ers, Dolphins. Those three teams. I would still take the Eagles. I'm with you, too. I would still take the Eagles. Because and it's simply because of the Dolphins are third in that regard. I know they're the hot topic. I know they put up 70 points. I know what they've done, and they've looked ridiculous, and I know all that. There's still questions abound with that team that I haven't completely solidified in three weeks, okay. and I'm not going to in three weeks. I don't know 100% with Mike McDaniel. I don't know what the story is with Tua. I know what he can be when he's right. But I'm still got concerns there. Plus, I don't know defensively if the Dolphins are to that level of winning a Super Bowl. I'm not there yet. I like Phillips a lot of that defense. I, I get it. Yeah. Again, there's a lot of good things there, and they're trending in the right direction, and you're getting closer and closer to me believing in it. But I'm not there yet. Okay. The 49ers have the better roster in my mind, but I still have some questions about Brock Purdy in the bigger spots, because as much as we want to say we felt it, we didn't. We didn't get that full vibe. We got cheated of it. We didn't see him in the Eagle game in the championship last year. We didn't see him when everything was up against the wall. Played great in Seattle, or the, the Seattle game. I need to see it. So as much as I believe that he can be the guy that could take him to the Super Bowl, I got to give the edge to Jalen Hurts and the simple fact that I've seen it. I know what he can do, and the rosters are similar. Yeah. They're not 100%. I give the 49ers a slight edge, but it's not enough to say that you know, Jalen Hurst doesn't give him the edge on the Brock Purdy side. Well, here's my why my answer is with you with the Eagles. And we're splitting hairs really between all these teams right Correct. now. Correct. Like, I would order Dolphins 3, and I think Dolphins are the best team in the AFC right now. Um, 49ers 2, Eagles 1. The Eagles have got to a point where even when they win, you criticize the Eagles. Like, mm -hmm. they are 3-0, and mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, they could do this better. Oh, they could do that better. They still haven't played their best brand of football yet. And I think when they get to their apex, I'm not going to say you can't beat them because can the 49ers walk into Lincoln Financial Field and get a victory in the playoffs? Sure. You know, it's not inconceivable. That's why I was so mad at Debo uh, when he joined us and he was like, oh, we would have blown him out. I'm like, the Eagles didn't get blown up by anybody last year. So what made mm -hmm. you think that you were going to walk in there, even if you were fully healthy and blow Like, win the game, I get it, have confidence, but blow him out? That was just jackassery Again. to me. 
But that's the thing with the Eagles. It's just the respect that people have unintentionally where now it's, oh, you beat the Patriots, but you, you only beat them by five. Uh, you beat the Vikings, you only beat them by seven. Uh, you beat the Bucs, but Hurts had a few turnovers. And that's you know, that's what shows you're a great team. They're getting into the Chiefs stratosphere. They are. Now, yeah, the Chiefs have accomplished more, yeah. but we do the same thing with Kansas City. Every time Kansas City Not wins wrong. a game, unless they win 41-3 like they do against the Bears, and then we say, ah, it was just the Bears. Every time Kansas City does something, we go, what's the big deal? You've done this before. You you got Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. We expect them to win and win decisively. We've gotten there with the Eagles. And the other thing, and I, I texted this to Spagnuolo the other day. I said, your defense is damn good this year. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you guys are getting disrespected because no one's talking about the defense. In week one, everyone's like, it's a win for Chris Jones. They love like 14 points. Uh, Mahomes threw the pick six off Tony's hand. That doesn't go against the defense. Week two, they held Trevor Lawrence out of the end zone. And then I get it. It's... It's the, the Bears. Bears, but still, first three weeks of the season, that defense the last the year when they've won, they didn't get serviceable or good towards later the season. They're starting off the season this way. I think that defense is a lot better than what people think. They are, which is also part of the reason why you can't count them out. You look yeah. at all the offensive weapons that they've lost, but the defense has gotten much better, and you still have Patrick Mahomes. And, and that's the thing with the offense. They haven't, they haven't played their best. I know they just scored 41 points. They still have not played a great offensive they game They haven't even scratched the against surface. Against yeah. They haven't even scratched the surface mm-hmm. of how good they can be, and we're already talking about how they are not the favorite in the AFC. We're already starting to look at the shiny object that is the Miami Dolphins. The Chiefs do get, and it's not a disrespect, it's it's almost the ultimate respect that we don't give you enough until you dominate mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. The Eagles are in that same category. We know you're good. We know you win. We expect it. Unless you dominate for 60 minutes, it's not enough. That's a good spot to be in. That also keeps your players pretty damn hungry. That's a good spot. All righty, we'll take a break. It is Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll wrap things up with the closing bell next. You're listening to The Zach Gelb Show. Another day is in the books, and we're taking stock of the sports world. It's time to find out who's up and who's down. Let's end the day right and hit the closing bell. Only on the Zach Gelb Show. The Defensive Player of the Week is sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union, who proudly serves the Armed Forces, DOD veterans, and their families and members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. How about Bengals linebacker Logan Wilson? He was a ball hawk on Monday night, recording two interceptions of Matthew Stafford. As Cincinnati got their first win of the season, Wilson finished with four tackles for the game as the Bengals defense sacked Stafford six times while recording seven tackles for loss in the contest. Who did give him a little stock up? to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know who I got to give a stock up to? Jeremiah Wusso-Karamoa of the uh, Cleveland Browns. Hey, do you have any idea why I'm giving him a stock up here? No clue. So, on Ion Football, I am reacting live. Eric Nelson's our stringer in Minnesota to the decision of Brandon Staley to go for it on fourth and one at his own 24-yard line. I am freaking out, losing my mind, trashing, absolutely trashing Brandon Staley, saying if they lose this game, he has to be fired. Like, use your gut. Stop with the numbers over and over and over again. I didn't hear it because I was losing my mind, but EJ said it to me one time, the producer. Uh, we got Jeremiah Usokarmo on the uh, line. As a guest post game from a happy Cleveland Browns locker room. <laughs> so he's sitting there hearing me just going off. And then once I end the rant, EJ goes, we got to get to the phones. And I looked at the screen. I'm like, oh, we have the linebacker on. Let's go to him. 
So we do the interview. I didn't even think he was on hold the entire time. And then EJ said to me afterwards, Jeremiah said, heck of a rant. And he was laughing. He goes, that guy was really going off against whatever coach he was talking about. So I appreciate Jeremiah's patience. Stay in the locker room, listening to my big ass yell about Brandon Staley and then joining us for an interview on Ion Football afterwards. Stock up. Uh, Giving a stock up to Bo Nix. What a performance this weekend up against Colorado. And with a lot of eyeballs watching, I know he was not a great quarterback at Auburn. He made a big impression last year at Oregon, but now has really elevated himself in the Heisman Trophy conversation. We'll see who's the last man standing in the Pac-12. You know Williams will be a finalist. Michael Penix Jr. will probably be a finalist as well. Bo Nix did a lot for him this past weekend up against the Buffalo. So give Bo Nix a stock up. Um, the Falcons made no sense to me that they only ran the football with Algier and Bijan Robinson 17 times on Sunday up against the Detroit Lions. Keep it simple, stupid. Just keep on doing what you've been doing. Not what you change things up on in game three and you ended up losing the Lions by 20 to six. So give a stock down to the Falcons. Did you see the video of Shiloh Sanders? So Shiloh Sanders before the game walks up to the Oregon players and is basically like saying they don't look tough. They look small. And then saying he would like kick the crap out of Dan Lanning too. I'm okay with trying to intimidate the other team, but the game can't be over on like the first drive of the game when you're talking that much smack. I love the Colorado story, but I thought that was not the best look in the world for Shiloh Sanders. So give him a stock down. Cowboys and Jaguars, two most disappointing teams that I watch over the weekend. Cowboys lose to the Cardinals, and the Jaguars get blown out by the Texans. Their offense has been a mess. Give a stock down to the Cowboys and the Jaguars. And finally, Notre Dame and Clemson. Both of those teams should have won. Notre Dame should have beat Ohio State as much as it pains me to say it. Thankfully, it didn't happen. Clemson should have defeated Florida State. Dabo Sweeney had no control of his team at the end of regulation, no control of his team in overtime. And for Notre Dame, you got to catch that ball. McCord put it right in your hands. The player dropped it. And then at the end of the game, learn how to count. Notre Dame's smart. Smart school. Tough to get into. Coach got to have 11 players on the field, not 10. He did it multiple times in the game. So give a stock down to Notre Dame and Clemson. All righty. And that's the uh, Zach Gilb show on CBS Sports Radio. Very fun Tuesday edition. We'll be back tomorrow. The great Magic Johnson will join us. So very much so looking forward to that conversation. Big thanks to Mike Pritchard for joining us earlier from VEASAN, also the former Bronco and Falcon wide receiver, played for the Seahawks too, and also played his college ball for the Colorado Buffaloes and really enjoyed our conversation with uh, the legendary ESPN correspondent in Marty Smith. Hot take, Kiki, thank you as always. Big thanks to each and every one of you for calling, listening, and tweeting. Make sure you follow the show if you don't do so on Instagram and Twitter. Do so right now. Come on, folks. Let's get a move on. At Zach Gild, Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific right here on CBS Sports Radio. We out. Bye-bye. Peace. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.